Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. If it's your first time watching, hi, I'm Emily Benson, and I'm a boutique consultant and mindset coach. I really want to help you understand that starting a boutique is not for everyone and going into it with a full scope of understanding what could go wrong and what could go right is really important. So whether you're just starting out or you're a bit more experienced and maybe you haven't come to these conclusions yet that I came to from having my own store for about five years, I'll say, solid five years. There's a lot to be said for opening both a brick and mortar and a mobile boutique. And I think one of the things people think that when they have a mobile boutique is that things are going to be easy. Like, oh, I'm going to just pull up and sell things. And that's not at all what happened. Honestly, for me, it was all about booking events, booking parties, booking vendor events, being a part of something bigger than I was, was always stronger than me just showing up on my own. There was times when showing up on my own was really great. Like if it was a private party where there was like 20 awesome women who were ready to shop on a Thursday night, like, yes, all day, that was something that did really well. But when I was just out and about, I really wanted to find events and markets and things like that where I could park and be a part of something that people were already coming to. I'm not kind of like the only show. And honestly, that's where I did the best was when there were lots of people around. The competition was actually good. And that's one of the things that I wouldn't worry about if I were to start over again. I would understand that my perspective is totally unique and I'm gonna show that perspective in my retail store. And so I'm not going to worry about competition. Honestly, I spent a lot of time worrying about competition, worrying about a person opening the next town over. That was something that I probably wasted a lot of energy on when I should have just focused in on doing the best I could, which I was doing the best I could, but I think you catch my drift. So with opening a mobile boutique, I think it's interesting because I started with an online store about a year later. Now this was kind of pre-online shopping. Amazon was still really new. This was like in 2012. And honestly, for me, having the online store was really confusing. I was like, I'm really good at selling things in person. What is this whole online world? How do I manage my inventory? I think one of the things that I would not do again would be get obsessed with having this beautiful website if I had a brick and mortar or a mobile boutique. I think in those instances, a lot of times an online store can be more marketing than anything else. And so for me, I think it's important if you have a strong brick and mortar or you have a strong mobile boutique that unless you really are going to dedicate this new location, your online boutique, yes, it is 100% a new location. Unless you're going to devote as much time to that as you do your other locations, it's it's going to be hard to get off the ground. I'll be honest. And that's not me being a naysayer or like a Debbie Downer. That is me being realistic. Like if you are one person and you open two stores, one just happens to be online. It doesn't make it easier. In fact, a lot of times it makes it harder. So if I were to restart, frankly, knowing what I know now, I would probably just open online and just be really good at being online and not worry about a brick and mortar, not worry about mobile. But I don't necessarily think if you have an online store, you have to open in a physical location and vice versa. I think if you have brick and mortar or mobile, I don't think you have to open this robust online store. I think it can be really simple and really marketing driven. I think too many people think, oh, I'm going to open an online store and have a brick and mortar and it's going to provide the same amount of revenue as my brick and mortar. And to be honest with you, that's just not really 
necessarily how it goes. Generally, we trade off sales for a while until one takes over. I've rarely found places where we have a store and online doing the same, if not one, you know, one's generally way better than the other. And it just takes time to build. An online store is its own store. And that's something I think that people don't realize that it's an entire ecosystem unto itself. It requires its own marketing channels that are specific to it. It requires its own, you know, inventory management behind the scenes. It's it's just a whole thing. And so if you're going to do one thing, don't feel like you have to be online. And if you're online, don't feel like you have to open a physical something. Okay. So another thing I would do differently if I were to open again, knowing what I know now, I would not begin with a partner. Now I can't go into specifics, but essentially I wasn't super confident confident in running a boutique business. Believe it or not, I had many years of corporate experience behind me, but something about being an entrepreneur was just really terrifying and kind of going into it with someone else was more comforting. For me though, I don't think I needed it. We separated after only like six months. It really wasn't that long. And I found that this is really common in entrepreneurial circles. If you have a partnership, it like really, really, really works. For whatever reasons, it's like magic in entrepreneur world. Most of the time, partnerships don't work. They say partnerships sink ships. So for me, having a partnership just didn't work. It's it's really hard to start your own business on your own, but there's also just a freedom in that. So if I were to start again, I would not have a partner. I would do it on my own. I would have employees or I would have people who were, you know, I immediately started and I was like, you're my manager. Here's your salary. Like we're going to cover that because you know you need help to grow. So having someone that's like sort of a higher up person rather than a partner, I find is really good. I mean, you can give them similar benefits to a partner where you give them dividends or profit sharing, things like that. You can absolutely do that. But I think in a certain sense, it's just really nice to own 100% of your business, if not 51 or 52%. So you're always in charge. You have the last say. There's just something about that that I am refuse to give up. If you are loving these tips, if you're like, oh my gosh, Emily, I'm the same way, tell me below in the comments. Uh, I wanna hear what you feel like you would do differently or a mistake if you're new and you haven't started, a mistake that I've talked about that you're like, oh, thank God I'm gonna avoid that. And as always, if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to like this video, subscribe to my channel, and make sure that you check that bell so you get notifications when I have new videos coming out, which we have a lot more videos coming out, so you won't want to miss it. Another thing I would do differently if I were to start a boutique again is I would be really focused on one particular style or one particular lifestyle. I would be really narrow with my assortment starting out and then I would expand. I started with a lot. I started with some kids clothes and some pillows and some like home goods stuff. I don't even remember. But I started out with more than just women's clothing and accessories. And I think that for me, I would even pare it down even more. I think that's where I would start. And then as I learned about my customer, I learned about their shopping habits and like learned a little bit more about them. I would then go ahead and add more. I think that if you start out with a little bit for one lifestyle in dresses, tops, bottoms, I wouldn't do shoes at first. I really only ever had sandals in the summer that were like, really easy to sell. I never did full shoes. I wouldn't start with them. If you start with tops, dresses, bottoms, 
you're good. I think that's the thing I would tell myself. In terms of accessories, honestly, I'd probably only carry like one or two things. Only earrings, because I love earrings, or only like little charm necklaces, because I'm really into charm necklaces right now, even though I'm not wearing one. But I'm wearing earrings. So I would make sure that everything I brought in was something that I'm like, I absolutely love this, and I don't need to have bracelets because that's what you're supposed to do. I have bracelets because I'm excited about these bracelets, or I'm excited about this company or this brand. One of the things I know I did really well was that everything in my store was something I absolutely loved. I just oversorted a little bit too much at the beginning. And honestly, I find this everywhere. Most of you guys just starting out are buying way too much stuff and you just don't need it. You're going to end up running out of cash and coming to me being like, help, I need to sell off all my inventory. And just start slow. You don't have to be everything to everyone. You don't have to buy all this stuff. Just buy what you absolutely love, 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 love. Trust me, you can always buy more. There's always people who will take your money. So you can always buy more. You don't have to start with so much inventory. If you are new, I want to give you something that's gonna help you understand how to shop at market and really buy for your first round of inventory. So I have something called the How to Buy Inventory Guide. It's completely free. You just have to give me your email and then you'll get it. It's a 19 page guide on where to buy inventory, how to buy it, how to talk to vendors, how to negotiate discounts, all that stuff, plus a list of my favorite vendors and it's free. Do not pay for a list of vendors ever, 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 please. I'm gonna put the link down below in my notes so that you can download that. Click on the next video if you wanna learn more about the biggest boutique owner mistakes that I see happening every single day. All right, I'll see you next time. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money.